Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When I was a boy, I didn't know nothing. I didn't have a care in the world. I had innocence and ignorance of things I wish I still did not know But no matter how far these songs take me If my dreams come true or the heartaches break me No matter where I make my bed I long for you If you've ever heard Drew, Drew's from Memphis, lives in Nashville, went to the University of Tennessee, and uh, Drew's got some good stuff, a lot of good albums, uh, he's doing quite well for himself. But that's always one that uh, I really enjoy. <clears throat> I sound like crap this morning. It is May the 10th. Friday, May the 10th. Early in the morning, too, for me. Not really, but it's... Uh, 7.30 in the morning So I got this early morning voice You can talk deep like this Like a radio DJ In the morning sometimes But now I want to knock one of these out I haven't had time all week uh, Didn't have time when I was at Chick and, Oh Chick? You were at Chick? <laughs> yes I was at Chick I was at Chick Which is part of the reason we're playing the song Tennessee uh, By Drew Holcomb um, Last two tournaments have been in Tennessee 
I obviously reside in Tennessee, and I'm glad to be home, man, for a little bit. Um, we will get to Chick. I want to talk about Chick, but it's a uh, it's a special time right now. You got uh, the Mother's Day weekend coming up. Uh, my little bro Blake's birthday is next week. A lot of family stuff going on, and then at the end of next week. My lovely co-host on LBL, one of my lovely co-hosts, Miss Harper, is uh, she's graduating, graduating high school next uh, Friday night, man. So lots going on with the uh, with the fam right now, and and uh, there's always a lot going on in our life, but uh, with the craziness and the triple threat. With our uh, our kids and and uh, you know jobs and oh craziness craziness and uh, so yeah Harper's graduating so I'm glad to be home um, been enjoying uh, got home late last Saturday night after chick and I've been enjoying uh, just kind of being I I had a lot of th stuff going on this week uh, hashtag th Marine team. Had to uh, actually went to the headquarters TH this week and had a lot going on and and uh, the triple threat and I got a lot going on at the house. We're trying to uh, doing some remodel business. I actually got a guy coming this morning to look at some stuff. The triple threat says, "Hey, you're gone all the time. You're never here. This is some stuff I want done, and we're going to have it done." And I was like, "You better sit down, and shut up." And now I don't have any teeth because I talked to her like that. So, uh, JK, guys, JK, JK. Um, yeah, so we're fixing to have some uh, some business done around here. I'm actually part of the excitement and the reason I'm just kind of all in with the remodel is uh, building a little studio set up for this uh, low-budget live and, and um, a new office. Uh, out actually in the shop where my boat's at. So have the equipment always set up and, and ready to go. And hopefully we can have more uh, in-studio style guests and things and get this sucker uh, going going good. Um, got some time at home for the next few weeks, so I'm going to be popping some of these out. I've, I've talked to uh, Latimer, and I've talked to um, Andrew Upshaw, talked to John Cox this week. I uh, talked to Mr. Otdefo. So I got some guys lined up. I, I've talked to Brandon Cobb. <clears throat> I just want to try to talk to him. But, you know, this week, and I, and I was going to get Odd on this week, and I was going to get uh, John on this week, and we text back and forth. And honestly, I decided, you know what? It's been a hell of a year. Um, more downs than up on tour. I'm just going to talk about Chick for you guys. I made a day three cut. Gave it a hell of a run for um, the top 10. Came up a little short, but uh, ended up 16th overall over there. And, hell, that ain't easy to do. And uh, it was a special week. It was a lot of fun. It was close to home, which made it even better. I had uh, day two, Marissa, the triple threat, and uh, and Harper surprised me. At the weigh-in, I had no clue they are coming. They had been texting Austin all day long. 
and uh, he knew, so he was about to bust. He was so excited to, uh, you know, for for me to get that surprise. But um, <clears throat> they 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 showed up. Uh, it was awesome. And Marissa, you know, she teaches at a college, and and she had her college graduation on Saturday, so she actually um, came to blast off that morning. Came down the dock, wished me luck. Drove three and a half hours back to the west for a college graduation. Then her and Harper drove three and a half hours back east to Dayton for weigh-in because I'd had a day. Thought I might make the top ten. They were really excited. Showed back up. And then we drove three and a half hours back home that night after we got finished. Insanity. So it's early. I can't even do that math, but it's a lot of time in a vehicle. Um, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's the kind of things we do, um, try to do. And, uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I had my brother, um, he got to come over to Marshall, which I made a post about that this week with my brother, Blake. He, uh, he doesn't get to take a lot of time off at all from work. And, uh, he actually works at a whiskey distillery, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> distilling out local. But he uh, he doesn't get to take a lot of time off. And when he does, he goes with uh, his wife, Emily, and his girls, my nieces, the crazy, crazy nieces. Uh, he takes them, you know, to the beach or, you know, wherever. And um, so he, he hit me up. He's like, man, I think I'd like to marshal that. So I got him in there, and um, he came over and stayed with us, and, and uh, it was really fun. On day three, he, he went out, and then uh, my buddy Dannon, Dannon Grubb, Drove the uh, camera boat for us over there, and he actually rode around with uh, with Dannon on day three, Dannon and Austin, and got to see it all go down, and it was cool, man. It was probably um, had a lot of cool moments doing this over the years, and and uh, I would say it was probably the coolest. You know, um, that was I leading the tournament? No, was I in the top ten? No, but uh, having my brother there, you know, when I was catching them and and uh and boy was i catching them it was fun but uh so cool man and having him there all week and he had a good time that flw marshall program is really cool and uh everybody that i i know and that i've drawn and i've talked to really seems to enjoy it but he learned a lot um shout out to matt becker um on day two he had a good day with matt becker and andy wicker on day one from South Carolina, Mr. Andy. Uh, so you learned a lot from both those guys, had a good time. So shout out to those guys for treating the little bro right. And uh, that Marshall program's no joke. It's cool. Some guy won 2500 bucks, and uh, it's cool. It's very cool. So so to have him there, and then and then on top of all that, we were staying. Um, Wes and Steph Strader let us use their house. They're out of town. So we, we stayed, me, Austin and Sam stayed. Uh, and then my brother, when he got there, we stayed at Wesley's house, which is like home. I've been there so many times and just comfortable. It's a comfortable week. It was a good week. Um, and Brad Knight and Joel Willert, Jay Willie, um, Wesley wired them up a, a little spot down by the barn to put their campers. Cause they're all about that camper life, that Lance life. So they were there. It was just a fun week, man. We had a really good time. Might have drank some alcohol, ate some good food, and um, it was so much fun staying like that. And and uh, Brad and Sam were the dude, two dudes I talked to the most on tour, you know, share information with. And got a lot of folks I talked to, but but those are my guys. And 
having them right there. It was cool. It was a really cool week. And I actually said that on the Traveling Circus hashtag plug. Um, what a special week it was before it ever started, you know, and, and um, talked about kind of how, how it had been an up and down year. And it has, man. Cherokee, um, Cherokee did me dirty. And uh, I had a chance to make the cup. You know, I was way down there, but I'd done the math. And if I had three good ones and there was no reason to think I wasn't going to have three good ones because this is the time of year that I like and it's, and you know, the lakes I like and, and uh, just never got a good bite of Cherokee. We won't cry over spilled milk. We've already done that enough. But, you know, that took the wind out of my sails, man. And and I've been um, – I, I have – I've had zero confidence – Fishing wise, and, and Austin will tell you that he probably got tired of hearing it. You know, in practice, I, I had a I had a bad practice at uh, at Chick. Um, not bad, just random. And and sometimes I feel like I and Brad Knight and I talked about this. Sometimes I feel like I forget how to practice, that I forget what I should be doing, how I should be doing it. But uh, I actually spent some time uh, first day on the lower end of the lake. In practice, and I never could get settled in there. I'm running around, running around. I'm go graph out deep, five or six hours, and and um, just never could settle in. The only cool thing that happened the first day of practice, I had you know ten or twelve bites, but nothing major. And I kept trying to find something offshore. But while I was offshore, I'd mark some fish on this spot and uh, sling a Carolina rig zoom uh, brush hog out there on this place. And, I catch a couple little Kentuckys and little spotted bass, you know, make a few more casts, you know, and a little rocky point feels good down there, you know, and all of a sudden, thunk, one bites, set the hook, and it's a, it's a big one. Until Austin, I'm like, dude, this is a this is a giant. I'm like, this is a this is a big one. So he's filming. We're talking. I get it up next to the boat, and it's like thrashing its head, and it's doing weird stuff. It don't seem like a bass. I'm like, is that a catfish? What is it? Dude, this thing was a sauger, okay? And for those of you that don't know what a sauger is, it's kind of a cousin to the walleye, whatever. They don't get that big. The Tennessee State record, because I Googled it right after this incident, was seven pounds, six ounces. This damn thing looked as long as my leg, dude. It's huge. So I got it on like 20-pound line, 12-pound leader, whatever, and I'm fighting her around there, and Austin's, I was like, dude, these things are so good to eat. We just caught supper, and then I keep looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that might be a state record. State record sauger right there. Austin says, who doesn't fish that much? He's running the camera. He goes, you think you should net it? I'm like, listen, guy, I'm a professional, and I got this. So I took uh, I took took my time with him, and I decided I was going to try to boat flip it. And, uh, well, we don't have the state record sauger, guys. State record sauger not brought to you by Startron because it didn't happen. Low Budget Live is brought to you by Startron. Uh, get you some Startron in your life. Uh, get it in your weed eater. Get it in your chainsaw. But Startron did not bring us the state record sauger. Didn't happen. Uh, line didn't break. She just pulled off and uh, turned out to be a little bit bigger than of a fish than I should have been trying to boat flip on the rod I was using. So... That was that was uh, that was exciting and fun. Could have been really cool. Could have been delicious dinner, even if it wasn't uh, a state record. But that was day one of practice. Day two, I went way up the river and uh, had a good morning. Had a real good morning. 
found a couple areas that were just loaded up pretty good. And I felt good about that. You know, it was a long ways up there, 26 miles, 25 miles, something like that. But it was good. And when I was talking to Brad while I was up there, uh, up the lake, he was like, man, you should go check out Watts Bar because Watts Bar was in the playing field for this week. We could lock lock up there. And he was, man, I, 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 there's some areas on Watts Bar could be good. And Brad fishes Watts Bar a lot. He's like, you should go check those areas out. So uh, I came back down. I, I left up there and came back down to Dayton. I had to uh, I tore a prop up, of course, and I had to go uh, shout out to Barry at the Evanry trailer. Barry got me fixed up, but had to go see Barry. So we put back in at Dayton, Austin and I did, and we went and tried a bunch of other stupid stuff that afternoon. And little did I know that afternoon that I found the spot that I was going to make the cut off of and catch probably close to 100 bass off of, and I had no idea. Had no idea what I'd found, a uh, little offshore spot, and it was actually an underwater spring. And I idled it and found it and lined up on it, you know, and I got one bite. And I think I spooked them. That's what ended up happening. But I, I went through it and turned around, and, and, and I got one bite. It was a three-pounder. First cast with my little six-cents hybrid jig throw over there. First cast. Swims like five feet off to Austin. Man, there's probably a bunch of them in there the way that thing bit. You know, super aggressive. Never had another bite. See one chase a shad. And uh, leave. This is almost dark. So pull it on the trailer. On the last day of practice, I kind of flip a coin. And I went to Watts Bar. Instead of Chickamauga, I spent all day on Watts Bar. And I found a creek up there that was loaded with them loaded with them but i couldn't get bit anywhere else it was just this one big creek arm and it had a lot of bites in it it's 20 miles from the dam from the lock so you know you go lock through uh once you lock it's actually harper coughing in the background because she sounds like she's got tuberculosis right now which it's kind of funny uh because you don't expect it to come out of a uh, beautiful 17 year old and then she's like bleh, bleh, bleh. sounds like crap has for about a week and I think I'm probably getting it too, but whatever. Dang it, Harper. So, uh, yeah, I spent, you know, pulled out of the water about 7 o'clock up there, and I was just kind of like, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I had my upriver fish. I had me one bite on this place that I kind of thought was cool but didn't know, and then I had uh, the Watts Bar fish. So I was just kind of like, and I wing it a lot. I'm like, you know, I'm going to wing it. We'll see. So, um tournament day popped up and and i ran all the way up the river to those fish i was like boat eight no i sent it you know all the way up the river and i uh, had to weigh in at three had a long day the second day i was almost the last boat in so i was like you know we'll just let the day dictate and and i ran up the river and i caught um caught a pretty quick limit caught uh called a couple times up there you know for like for 12 pounds or whatever and, and i decided you know i'm not going to watch bar today i'm gonna turn back around i'm fixing to go sight fish so I'm running back, way back down the lake to sight fish. I was just going to kind of go randomly, just try to find some big ones, you know, just roll the dice. And uh, they were up, and guys were seeing them and whatnot, and and uh, decided to go back down there. So I, I run all the way back down there. And as I do, I'm in this offshore place I had one bite on, I decide, you know, I might pull in there and cull. You know, I might pull in there and catch one good one. I pulled in there and caught like 20. And uh, as I'm fishing it, Kurt Dove uh kurt dove pulls in and uh asks if he can fish it with me 
and Kurt's a really good guy. And uh, Kurt pulled in there, and he he caught like one off of it. He stayed for a while, and then he left, and then um, and then I left, and I went and caught one off the bed, like a four pounder that called again, and that gave me like fifteen, whatever. And I'm like forty seventh, you know. Um, didn't know what I'd found. Day two, I decided to start on it, and I'm almost the last boat out, and I get there, and Kurt's there, and I knew he would be, and uh, so Kurt and I. You know, Kurt had pulled up the day before and he had said, you in a sharing mood, which, you know, uh, you don't, it's not the perfect situation. You don't want to do it, but Kurt's a really nice guy. And there are a lot of guys I would share with. And there are a lot of guys I would not probably share with depending on how they acted. And, uh, Kurt's one of those guys I would share with. So Kurt's a gentleman and a, and a professional most of the time. So, uh, all the time I should say, but good dude. So, you know, I pulled back up and and I have to say he was exactly where he was the day before. He wasn't sitting where he had seen me catch some on this little deal. And um he wasn't even throwing what I was throwing the day before. He was throwing what he had caught some fish on in practice, you know, and and uh so hats off to Kurt. So I pulled in and and we fish it for um a pretty good while. I catch a limit. Kurt only catches one. We've been there for a pretty good while, and and uh, I start kind of, you know, head spinning. I want to go up the river. I want to do this, and I got like 12 pounds, whatever. And uh, there's one place that I'd seen these fish chase shad, one place. And it's off to the – off kind of the right of this deal, and, you know, Kurt there, I couldn't really move the boat because I didn't want to give up where I was at and where I was getting bites to go chase something. So in my mind, I'm like, there's something to that over there. And I couldn't get to it from where I was, and I'd seen them chase shad there in practice a couple times. I saw them the first day chase shad, and then they'd chase shad that morning. And I could barely get to the edge of it with my dogma topwater bait a couple times, and they blew up on me, and they didn't get it, you know. And I'm wanting to throw a swim bait on it, and all my damage so far been done on a jig. And Kurt finally decides he's going to leave, and I'd already told Austin and Dannon that we were fixing to get out of there, you know, um, Let's get out of here. You know, 20 minutes and we're rolling. Well, Kurt decides to bail out before then. Well, I'll turn around to Austin and I'm like, I'm not leaving just yet. I want to check this over here. I, there's something to it. So I wheel around about 20 yards out to the right, and I sling a zoom swim bait out there, old five-inch swimmer. And, dude, what I tell you, and you'll see it on the circus, but what happened for the next hour to two hours was just insane, pure insanity. I caught one almost every other cast, and there was one place that they were loaded up. And no big ones, you know, four and a half, four and three quarter, whatever, but um, just hammered them. And I caught like 16 pounds off of it, which I knew was getting me paid uh, with the chance to make the cut, you know, depending on what happened. And I just kept beating the heck out of it because I thought, you know, get a couple more than four pounders, boy. We're going to go fishing tomorrow, but uh, no clue, so... Leaving there, and I go and catch a, uh, a four-pounder shallow. Castledine told me he caught some shallow. I'd seen him earlier, and I'd actually waved him out there to try to get him a couple off his place. And he was—he had 22 pounds the second day. He found some on the bed, and he told me, he's like, hey, man, just go shallow. I was actually going to go back up to the dam. He's like, go shallow. This area is good. And this is the same area that Dudley was in and Ramey Colson and Jerry McMillan uh, Randy Allen had caught a big bag in there the first day. Lots. John Cox is right there with a lot of fish getting caught in this area up the river. 
that chick. And, uh, and so I just went to the bank and, um, like I like to do and caught me a four pounder and, uh, wacky rigging around. And then I found me another four pounder late in the day. Um, or kind of late in the day, lunch, one o'clock, something like that. And, uh, actually hooked this stupid fish twice on a daggum Ned rig. Um, and the first time I grabbed a, just a TRD head, I think it was a TRD head, and uh, the hook straightened out on it, and fighting this thing around. And this fish was in like 10 inches of water. She's super spooky. It was the only thing I could get her bite was a little bitty TRD. And uh, she just finally snapped and bit. Hook straightens out. I had her for a while, hook straightened out. I'm just like, oh, my God. I had like an, over an hour invested in it. Which that gives me like 18 something, you know, and I'm thinking that'll get me in the cut. So why go run around looking for one when there's one right here you're looking at? It's kind of my mentality. It's burned me a lot and it's helped me a lot. You know, I love sight fish. So I leave, go fish around, go look around some more, find some small ones, catch some small ones. Don't, you know, don't upgrade any. Come back to this fish an hour and a half later, getting later in the day, spend about another 30 minutes on her, get her to bite again. And this time I'd switch to a new trocar net head that i've had good success with and uh i hook her and she jumps and throws it <laughs> i'd caught a four pounder on it the day before uh on the trocar net and anyways just jumps throws it then she goes you might as well have been shooting at her with a 270 the way she acted from there but that you know end up with 17 Make the cut, squeak in the cut, and then day three, pull up on my goods in uh, the offshore place, and there's nobody there. And I went to whaling on them, caught one almost six real quick, and it was fun. I just never upgraded shallow that day, and I had like 17.5, and I dumped like a four-pounder on a drop shot late in the day. After I beat that hole up, I came back with a drop shot, and I caught like a bunch and jumped off a, about a four-pounder. That would have helped me some. So, yeah, I could have had a little more weight. Could I have made the top 10? Probably not. The only way that I make the top 10 is realizing how good that spot is on day one. You know, if I do that and I can lay 17 or 18 up there off of it, you know, the whole general area was so good. And I, and I just didn't it, – it's hard to ever know. You just don't – man, you just don't know what you're sitting on. So, um because it's so shallow, this place is really shallow, and it's hard to graph it. You can't, you know. Anyways, really hard. So, um, heck of a week, man. Heck of a week, and and helped my confidence. And you know, I I went from forty seventh to 29th to sixteenth, climbing the standards. If they gave me three or four more days, I might have climbed up to like fifth. <laughs> but I, you know, I was one of the most consistent guys in the tournament. That's fun. It was a lot of fun. There was a ton of fans there. Um, sporting FLW. Uh, I had big shout out to Atomic Transport, uh, Mr. Shane from Atomic Transport, one of the new sponsors of the circus this year. Um, they're out of Chattanooga. He he came out, was awesome. Uh, of course, Evanry was there, Rangers there, so many people, and and people are just you know it's cool that people are proud to see you do well. You know, it's a good feeling. And to know, you you always know how many people support you. And and when you're having a bad year, rough tournaments, people don't know what to say. You know, my wife included. They don't know what to say. And my family, you know, they don't know what to say because you're down in the dumps. And and I tend to get that way. And 
they don't really know what to what to look at you and say. But to and same with people on social media, you know, it's awkward sometimes. People don't people don't know, and they always expect because you're quote air quotes here professional fisherman, you're always going to catch them things like that, or they get used to a guy like Scott Martin that always does catch them, and not all of us are Scott. Um, you know, the Van Dams of the world and the Brian Thrifts, they're always going to catch them. They're guaranteed check. You know, well, the rest of us fight for the scraps. And, uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scrappy dude. I'm a fighter. But to see when you have a good one, the overwhelming support on the positive side of it, you know how many people are watching. They're watching and, and, uh, shout out to all y'all. Um, means a lot, man. And the travel, this traveling circuits episode means more to me. This one is what we were trying to do all year with this. And, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be killer. I mean, I really feel like it's going to be the best one. I thought Cherokee was really good regardless of the finish, but this one with the emotion and, and, and everything, this one's going to be good. Austin's working on it. It'll drop next week on the YouTubes and the FLW YouTubes. And, uh, you know, I jumped up 30 spots in the standings, so I'm going to requalify, which was a genuine concern going into this. Uh, whatever requalifying means this year, I don't know. There are black clouds looming um, or blue skies looming, depending on uh, who you are and, and what you think. But this industry is changing. It's shrinking fast. And um, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming for me. I don't know what's coming for um, FLW and its anglers and its staff. Um, Something is. Something is. Um, Word on the street is MLF has a big announcement to make next week. I don't know if that's publicly or if that's to their anglers, but something's coming. And I've uh, got confirmation that, you know, conversations have happened, are happening about them getting involved with FLW. So as I sit here on May the 10th, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's coming. Uh, I know we have one more tournament and that I want to catch them as good as I can there. And we'll see. Um. I love FLW. I love the people of FLW. They've been as good to me, uh, other than the folks at TH Marine, they've been as good to me as anybody has in this whole crazy fishing world for a very, very long time. Um, They show me a lot of love, and I could never repay that. Um, So that being said, do I want it to change? No. No, I don't. Um I'm I'm good with the way things are. We have some things we could change, yes, with payouts and entry fees and rules and, and, and some things, but the overall model of what we've got over there, it works, man. It works, and it's good. And I, I, I think a lot of 90% of the guys that fish it, um, I give old Bill Taylor a hard time. I think a lot about Bill, Miss Kathy Fennell, Kelly Ottinger, uh, Jody White, Kyle Wood, all the you know, all the guys on on the you know, Drew Aspinall, the you know, all the social media guys, they're all good, man. Daniel Fennell does the way in. They're they're all they're all awesome. To the folks that bump the fish, to the I mean, it's it's a family, and um, been there for a while now. So 
I'm not enthused about a change if a change is coming. That's just that's just me. Uh, could it be better? Yeah, yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, I just know that, in my humble opinion, the way things have gone in the industry since the Bass Pro Tour, uh, some of the business decisions that were made by folks at the Bass Pro Tour, I haven't I haven't liked them. I haven't supported them. I haven't liked them. I haven't liked those decisions. Uh, there's a lot of good over there. And a lot of uh, a lot of my really good friends are over there. Really good friends. Some of my best friends. And we've all got to be hoping it succeeds. But, uh, you know, I was kind of – I'm, I'm kind of happy with the way FLW is right now. So, that being said, change is coming. I don't know to what level. Um, and I don't know when. So, cross that bridge when we get there. You know, I'm going to requalify for it, and we'll make decisions based off of that. I don't know. Um, it's a very weird time. It, it sucks that since this deal, you know, since last fall, it's like you can't even be excited about anything. <laughs> Because there's just always something looming in the distance that um, a certain group of people are always stirring up, you know. Uh, the Bassmaster guys have had a great season, but there's always something out there with this. FLW's had a great season. There's always something out there. Um, the BPT guys have had a great season. There's always something out there. There's always some drama. There's always, you know, I just want to fish, you know. I just want to I just want to go fishing. I want to enjoy fishing. I want to do it for a living in one capacity or another, whether that be tournaments and filming or filming or just tournaments or whatever. I I, I want to be, I'm in this industry um, because I love it and I want to grow the sport and uh, take it to the next level. And I want my kids to know that you should, that you should be able to chase dreams and it'd be okay. That, that rolling the dice and putting everything out there and giving everything you got is okay. I want them to know that. So I'm in this deal. Um, I don't like that that can be dictated by other people that have bigger bank accounts than other people. You know, um, and that's certainly the case. And I guess that's the case in any any part of life, you know. He who has the money wins sometimes. But... Uh, that's not what it's all about for me. Um, I do enjoy feeding my family through this industry. It's awesome. Um, take all of that away tomorrow, and guess what? I'd still be a redneck dude that loved bass fishing and liked being silly on social media and, and, and liked cutting up and gets as excited over a four-pounder as he does an eight-pounder. I'm that guy, man. And um, nothing's going to change that. Nothing's going to change that, whether it's, you know, a different term and organization. But, you know, um, I, I won't go into too terribly many details just yet. But, you know, I don't want to play second fiddle. And um, that could happen with this. Could there be a lot of good? Yep. Yep. And that's been explained to me by several of my buddies. Could be, could be, but uh, jury's still out. 
And I'll leave it at that. Jury is still out. So, other than all that crazy, life's pretty damn good. Life's pretty damn good. We're, um, like I said, getting ready to watch Miss Harper walk across the stage next week. I'm going to try to get Miss Harper on a uh, podcast next week. The graduation week podcast. Maybe have her interview Ot Defoe or something. But <laughs> um, life's good, man. Life's good. Regardless of the drama, life's good, and it's going to continue to be good. And, um, you know, just go fishing. My God, I, I, wanna, I do want to start a thing, make fishing fun again. It should be fun. Period. Fishing's it's fun. Should be goofy. Should be funny. I had to, this is funny. Alex Davis, uh, one of my good buddies on tour and great, like, best dude on Gunnersville guide. You know, just Alex is the man. Um, he he made the cut over there, of course. I think he made the top ten. Yeah, actually he did. He killed him. But uh, he drew a young man as a marshal on um, day three, I guess. And he was texting me about it. And he goes, man, this guy didn't like you, you know. So the kid goes, um, man, Luke Duncan's funny, man. But he can't catch bass. You know, it's so it, – it cracks me up that people feel the need – to judge, you know, based off career earnings or whatever, you know, had a guy, I got a, you know, of course, second check of the year out of six events, you know, it sucks. Uh, missed another one really close and the other ones have not been so close. Missed another one by five ounces, whatever. Um, the the funny thing to me is I had a guy on my, on my Facebook. He says, congratulations on getting a check. That must feel good. Hashtag the struggle is real. You know, and then I cr- and I crept over to his Facebook. I gave in to, as Theo Vaughn says, the dark arts. I gave into it and I looked at it. And, you know, I didn't even, he didn't even have an FLW profile. It's amazing. So I couldn't look up his career earnings. I couldn't see what he made uh, at Waffle House that week. It's amazing. But Latimer always says that it's a, it's a shame that all that has to be on display because that should really, there's no, if you've got a regular job and, and most of us do, if you've got a regular job, you know, your, your earnings aren't posted. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Um, and you know, it's just, it blows my mind how people are just so like they they hide in that mom's basement shadow and then they and then they run in but you know what i got to say about it talk about it all you want boy because it was worth it that's what i got to say about it it was worth it hashtag it was worth it all right y'all don't be internet trolls take care everybody hug your mama and them mother's day don't forget it you better go buy some flowers or do something. Cause you, and and it's not acceptable to just buy it for your for your uh, mama. You got to get it for your wife too. I've made that mistake before. Triple Threat was not happy, but but oh, forgot to tell you this. So speaking of the Triple Threat being happy, I came home, typical redneck. I came home with with them career earnings. Booked us a trip to Mexico. Yay, 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 Triple threat. Goes to Cancun, baby. Memorial Day weekend. And that will be phones off, flip-flops on, 
Ain't nobody messing that up. Harper's going to be on senior trip. The Duncan boys are going on a trip. The Brewer boys are going on. We're just we're just flying to Mexico for the weekend. We just we we got a deal on a trip. We're going down there. We're going down there. So that's exciting. In a couple weeks, we're going to Gunnersville next weekend, which I'm pretty pumped about. Really pumped about. It's all good. We'll try to get the triple threat on here next week too. Harper and the triple threat graduation special. Thank y'all for listening. Take care of each other. Have a good weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all them mamas that I know listen to Low Budget Live. All them mamas. Mamas, mamas. Mamas, mamas. Thank y'all for everything. I really do appreciate it. More than It's not just geography. It's a part of me. Yeah. Yeah.